Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. It's an agricultural God. And uh, that's definitely got me thinking recently about, you know, the seasons and through life as believers that um, as we continue uh, with hearts of belief and, uh, and um, hearts of, of good soil, then the Lord begins to release great fruitfulness in our lives and multiplication. And so I know a thing or two about um, agricultural lifestyle since I grew up on a fruit uh, property, a commercial orchard in Coromandel Valley. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, the, sorry guys, it's not organic. Uh, <laughs> a lot of sprays going around the place. You know, when uh, my mum would put the washing on the line, Michael would come past in a big, like, yellow, um, you know, raincoat with goggles and stuff. And my dad, you know, South African stuff, quick, Jane, get the washing off the line. You know, my mum would run out there, grab the washing off the line, you know, and I have to go to school and it's like you go through the trees and... <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but you know I turned out alright, didn't I? So I have a fungus like growing under my armpit. I thought it was a third nipple, but I think I'm okay. So it's gonna be alright, people. You can uh, lay hands on me afterwards. Excellent. So agricultural lives. This is um the the name of the game. This is. The big idea uh, that I want you to have a, a mindset I want you to walk away with today is that you're an agriculturalist. You're someone that um, is a grower. You're someone who's a producer, a multiplier. You're called to be fruitful. And um, that, that's amazing. Uh, and, and I want to share with you from the parable of the sower in Mark. So if you'd like to open up with me to Mark chapter 4. One of the things Peter McHugh said is, you know, um, <laughs> he's found with God, he's very, very slow. It takes a long time for him to work suddenly, you know. <laughs> but um, a lot of us have got a lot of potential. I heard um, uh, Leisha actually shared a quote with me. It's not so much about someone's potential, it's about the patterns in their life, their heart attitude. And uh, through the seasons winter to spring, if you have a heart attitude of belief, a heart attitude of, of, uh, that is always toward the kingdom, boom, you are going to be a fruitful person. And uh, in the book of Mark, we see that in the life of Jesus. And a similar word to suddenly is immediately, which is actually 36 times in the book of Mark. The parable of the sower um, shows that if we cultivate a heart culture that is um, a kingdom culture, then at any given moment, when the Lord would have us move or grow or produce something, release the kingdom, it's a done deal. And it will just happen from the overflow. And Jesus modeled this. And the parable of the soul is the key to understanding the kingdom of God. And so we're going to read it. Um, just verse 3 to verse 9 in chapter 4. Listen. Behold. So got your, got your ears and your eyes here. A sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, 
and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other, but other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has an ear, let him hear. This parable could be called the parable of the hearts because, of course, the four different states there are seen. The, the wayside being, you know, like a wandering heart, a uh, rocky, stony placed area being a divided heart where there's not much root and the thorns being a place where, you know, there's clutter. And Jesus goes on to explain that parable, says that. Those thorns which have roots, they're taking up that valuable space. That's the cares of this world. That's the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for, you know, things. Um, But the good soil, that's soft, that's moist. That is ready to go. And so think about the state of a heart. Could it be that kingdom power, the suddenlies, the immediatelys, those times when God moves supernaturally, are not because we've gone to a conference and suddenly had a big hit, but because the pattern of our life in the secret place is cultivating the Word of God, the kingdom seed, the nature and life of God is being wrought into us. And at any given moment, we can move from a place of of who He is. Isn't that exciting? And so I think possibly a lot of Christians lack power because they're in one of those other three heart spaces. And of course, there's going to be distractions where Satan comes like like a bird and steals like that, that word that we've heard from him. And we're like, what was that again? It can be hard to remember his voice in a moment, in a situation which is like, why is this happening in my life right now? Or, you know, some Christians, because of uh, like having stones and, and clutter in their life, it's a bit like, you know, the, the seed, they hear it first with joy, but it's, it's only a short little root. And persecution comes because of the word it says. And that's actually how God's designed it. He wants the word to come out of us in those countercultural moments in this world so the kingdom of God stands out. And so um, it's quite remarkable to think that you know, when Ryan gets up this morning to prepare for his sermon, the hot water's not working, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, declaring over that hot water system. And praise the Lord, it, it, it started, started making some sounds and we, we were in action. So thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, and to think of the thorny ones, those, this, where there's uh, thorns and thistles, those cares, those anxieties that swirl around in the heart. The, the deceit of, of riches, the, the things that are opposed to the kingdom of God, things that will remain. It's like the baggage. That's what Jesus is saying. The things that, the, the desire for things. These, I'm going to hold on to that idea, that philosophy, that attitude. I'm going to hold on to that regret, that, that 
victim mindset, that coping mechanism, those thorns and thistles aren't going to create a space internally for you to outwardly demonstrate the kingdom of God. Are you with me this morning? Excellent. And so, therefore, I want you guys to know that your agriculture, you can be moist, you can be soft, you can be hardy, you know? Uh, Danny uh, Brown studies brown dirt with all the nutrients and stuff in there. So she can tell you that soil can be tested. I think we ought not to be Christians that are like on the wayside, you know, on the edge of the trends, what's going to happen next? So we shouldn't be hard like that. We shouldn't be stony cold. We shouldn't be thorny Christians when people around us. When people around us, they should feel the atmosphere, the, 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 um, the culture, the ground culture of the kingdom of God, the patterns of the kingdom of God uh, around us. And so uh, I, I'm excited to share this. This morning I'm going to contrast a hard heart, which is those three negative spaces, with the soft heart, which is the good soil. Would you pray with me this morning? Let's do it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear. And I just declare that this morning. He has an ear to hear. Let him hear. Let that command go out by your spirit. Hear. If anyone has an attitude that they want to hear, I release that command over ears right now that you are going to hear in the name of Jesus, says the Spirit of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you this morning, Lord, that we are Harvest Australia Church and that you are moving powerfully in the city of Adelaide. Lord Jesus, I thank you that the works of the kingdom, which are the fruits of of the kingdom are miracles, signs, wonders, transformation in marriages, in workplaces, and atmosphere in this city that where people will be wowed because Jesus is on the move. And everyone said, Amen. Excellent. Well, yesterday um, I was with my family and uh, we got a bit of a routine. And uh, one of the things that we like to do for fun uh, is um, go op, shop, op shopping. And I got a new T-shirt yesterday. It's so, it's so fun. Um, but I was waiting in the car because uh, with the girls, Louise is checking out a few dresses for a wedding coming up. You can find some treasures, seriously. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you which is the best op shop, though, because then you'll go there and, Julian, you'll, like, pinch uh, something I've had my eye on, you know. Uh, but um, I was sitting in the Kia Carnival outside Cash Converters, and... Um, I was thinking about, you know, that, how that 11-11 thing happens and saw that come up on my phone and I was getting, my faith was building, you know, and uh, uh, I was feeling really good and coffee was kicking in and I saw a, a, a really rough guy called Jim. Is he here this morning? I, is, are you here this morning, Jim? Okay, that's right. I'll say whatever I want about him. Yeah, it's like, looked like a bikey, rings, skinhead, tough guy, rough, ready, and um, I thought, you know, I'm going to share something with him. And so I got out, said, I, I feel like, you know, Jesus is on your life. Man, something like that, you know. And it's like staring at me. I'm like, I'm either going to get, you know, punched in the face or, you know, a hug or a comment, you know, uh, that, that will open up some discussion. So thankfully it was the latter, you know, <laughs> um, even though I, I've, I'm wanting that to happen to me, just so I can say, you know, when I witness to someone, they punch me in the face. I seriously, I do want that to happen. 
Um, but uh, see, there I was, and he's like, funny you should say that. That's the third thing that's happened to me today. When I um, opened up my phone, you know, the, the scripture came up. You know, I don't, it might have been on social media or something. And then my sister, who's a missionary in England, after, you know, after two years contacted me. And she was saying, I don't want to get all religious on you, but blah, 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 sort of thing. And then, um, and said, no, you're the third person. And, uh, and then I, I spoke something over his life and I just said a few things like, you know, when you were 21, this happened, you had an encounter. Uh, God's got a calling on your life. I explained some stuff about the gospel to him. And, and then I gave him a big burly hug, you know. I know I look like one of the Wiggles, but, man, I did not hold back. That actually helps you get away with a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> My friend and I were actually going to, when Jeff got sick, we were considering auditioning. We heard that, they were, yeah, I didn't have enough musical skills. But, yeah, I gave him a hug, and he was happy. And I thought, far out. How does that just happen? How does that just happen? It just it's happens because i am been reading the book of Mark. It happens because... I've got a prayer life. Happens because I come to church on Sunday and I'm serving in youth. It happens because not because of my potential, but because of my patterns. The pattern that started when I first received the seed of the kingdom and I would not let it go. I want to be good soil and hold on to that, baby. You know, like, ugh, nothing's going to steal this seed. I'm getting this into me and I'm going to cultivate it and I'm going to be good soil. All right, so this is what I began to see. Now, the disciples knew about this principle of the parable of the soul because it was such, so emphasized. And that, that society at the time was agricultural. There were seasons, fishing, etc. Right? They understood stood that. And Jesus was trying to show them as their teacher, as their master and Lord, do as I do. You can try these things out. And, you know, that one time they're in a boat and... Uh, a big storm comes raging through. Jesus is sleeping in that storm uh, like a baby. And they f- freaking out. You know, they're having a fear frenzy, focusing on the waves. And, and you know, what did you say, Peter? You know, the wind's hurling on through. Um, and uh, then Jesus wakes up and he rebukes the storm. Okay, if you fast track what happens as you move with Jesus through the pages of Mark, he feeds the 5,000. 5, and, and when they saw the multitudes, uh, what happened was, they said, where can we go? To, well, send these crowds away because we, we haven't got enough food to feed them. And then Jesus given five fish and two loaves. And before that, and he, and he, uh, sorry, he multiplies those foods. But before that, he said to them, you give them something to eat. Now, was that kind of like a, was that a joke? Or was he being mean to them? You do it. You know, I'm, I'm too tired. No, he's literally inviting them into exercising the kingdom of God, exercising uh, what he had seen them, what he, they had seen him do. Now, could it be that after watching Jesus rebuke the storm and then watching him multiply the fishes and loaves with feeding 5,012 baskets left over of overflow. Could it be that when Jesus said to them to go to the other side of the lake after he'd sent the crowds away, and then again a storm happens, that he was expecting them, 
like he had done to stand up and calm the storm and say, Storm, I rebuke you. Could it be? Because what happened is Jesus came walking on the water and saw them freaking out again, right? And uh, he had to you know, um, calm the storm down and finish the job. I want to point out to you something here in Mark chapter 6, if you'll turn with me. says in Mark chapter 6, verse 50 to 52, For they saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. Now get this, verse 52, For they had not understood about the loaves, because their heart was hardened. Interesting. Jesus gave them an opportunity again, being a great teacher, to do a miracle, like rebuking a storm or feeding a multitude. Not, as Bill Johnson says, not just getting them to ask him to do something, but him doing it through them. The kingdom of God moves like that. The feeding of the 4,000 people they don't do it. He does it again. So, but he, he continues with them. He continues to train them, to raise them up in a culture of not being hard-hearted, but of believing. But what we see is that if you have a hard heart and if you reason in your heart, because the heart that's reasoning becomes hard because it becomes so focused and fixated on natural circumstances, that it it begins to harden itself to God's supernatural power. And then that affects the next thing that God wants to bring you into. But had you had exercised your faith at that moment from a heart that is believing, a heart that is soft and sensitive to his leading, you would have seen a breakthrough. But when Jesus moves you on, there's an opportunity in front of you, but you'll miss it because your heart's still hard back in that other lesson. Do you guys get that? Right? And so Jesus goes to them after a um, confrontation with the Pharisees. Be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. Now, when they heard that, they were in a boat, they are about to um, get traveling, and they're like, oh, no, we forgot to take bread again. This is going to be super embarrassing the third time. What if we have to feed like 8,000? We're going to have no bread for Jesus to do anything with. You know, we got the faith that he could do some things with like a few loaves. So we should have brought them just in case he needs to multiply them. Oh, man, Peter, it's your fault, you know. <laughs> and so you can imagine this. And Jesus hears that. Now, I remember reading this in one of those Greek lexicon Bible things. And um, in the Greek, it says something like, "Are you?" Jesus says to them, are you unintelligent? <laughs> um, they were being a bit stupid because he wasn't talking about, did you bring bread? He's saying, be careful of the doctrine of, of, of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Be careful of 
the, the doctrine, the teaching of, the, of, of Herod, because that's, you know, political, etc. Um, so they missed an opportunity to really hear something that would set them up to be powerful in that society, you know, because they were still stuck on something else. Now, notice this in chapter 8 that Jesus does say again in verse 17, Why do you reason? Because you have no bread. Do you not perceive nor understand? It is your heart, is your heart still hardened? I guess I want to say that to you this morning. It might sound a bit forlorn, but is your heart still hardened in a certain area of your life? Have you been reasoning things when actually it's time to receive the seed of the kingdom and say, God, I'm going to trust you despite the circumstances around me. I'm going to have a heart of faith and believe and consistently go for it, right? Because verse 18, having eyes you not see, they, they become dull, dumb, blind. They couldn't see, right? And Jesus is marveling, like, how is it that you don't understand? How is it that you don't understand? And sometimes I think in life we have misunderstandings. We miss it when we could have approached it with a kingdom attitude. Now, we're all guilty of this, but it's not too late. It's not too late to counteract something you know, with the kingdom of God, with that right heart attitude. Because when you read the word, when you come to church, when you listen to worship music, when you have healthy conversations, that's cultivating the right climate in your heart, the right pattern in your heart, right? And therefore, it's consistency. And it's not about your potential more. It's, so it's about the, um, the, the pattern in your life, Right? Because Jesus said in Luke, with patience, they, they bear fruit. With patience, they'll yield, right? So hang in there, my friends, but let's go for it. Let's be partnering with that kingdom seed within us. This is by grace. When Jesus uh, was explaining the meaning of parables, he said, why they asked him, why do you speak in parables? He said, because to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, right? And if you respond to his nature in every, any situation, it's not, what should I do? It's who are you? Respond to his nature, the nature of the Father, the good soil. If you allow your heart to, to, to get past the wayside, or I'll just step out on the edge, I'll try this out, to get past the stony, rocky, hard ground and past the thorns and thistles of offence with the grace of God and who He is and knowing that and your heart just gets over, overtaken and undone by the goodness of God, then my friends, your heart will be good soil and this is grace. But it's over to you to hear, you know, you have to want it. I went into a Bible study at the age of, I think it was 17, a man was sitting down at the kitchen table. He was explaining the parable of the sower. He gave me a pillow and he said, it's like this, now don't let go. And then I held the pillow, I could feel it slipping from my hands and then I grabbed it and he's trying to pull it from me. It became a wrestling match until I was holding it. And I never forgot that. And that's how I treat the Word of God. That's how I treat having a kingdom attitude. Now, sometimes the enemy tries to, you know, yank something from you. It's like, get that thing back here, you know. 
I'm going to have the right attitude in life. I found when you do have that kingdom attitude, which is optimistic, which speaks positively, which is willing to get past those, I'm just going to try something else, past the stony, rocky, cold places and thorns and, and go deeper. I'm going to go deeper and love the truth, love the Word of God. You're going to see things bursting forth in your life, springing up in your life, just as you keep going about normal life, just as you sit outside cash converters, right? (laughs) I've found it's not about being the biggest achiever. It's about being the biggest receiver of the truth of, of who God is. Guys, I want to encourage you this morning that this is a a time where it's probably the hardest, one of the hardest times it's ever been to be a believer, to have that heart. It says, I'm going to lay down reasoning. Sure, I've gone through tertiary education. Sure, I've been raised in, 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 a, in Australia where there's incredible technology, etc., health facilities. But I'm going to not Focus on a reasoning, reasoning, going around in circles to the point where my heart becomes hard. I'm going to lay that down. I'm going to lay down my intellectual brilliance. I'm not going to look at things outwardly, but I'm going to perceive so that my heart is soft and sensitive to the leading of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because He who teaches you all all things is the Spirit of God and the Word of God abides in you and you're under that influence. And when you do that, life is clear. Jesus Christ gives you that kingdom worldview and you can see, you have insight into things around you and to what's happening around you as well. But reasoning, why did God allow that person to hurt me? Why, why did that persecution come? I don't understand. Getting Pulling out that offence, pulling out those roots of bitterness, but just letting yourself actually receive the goodness of God, become good soil, and then boom, letting, that, letting the fruit come out. Would you stand with me this morning, guys? Let's invite the worship team up. Excellent. And uh, I just want to celebrate with you guys this morning about the kingdom of God. And, you know, as things get harder in the world, uh, the kingdom of God is, is getting brighter. And so I just want you to um, pray with me this morning. Lord Jesus, let your kingdom come. Give me eyes to see heaven invading earth to partner with you and be fruitful. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. I want to encourage you, your agriculture, and it's almost springtime, so, you know, the uh, buds are coming out and the blossom. It's an exciting time. I... I think sometimes with the heart, you can, you can soak, you can saturate, but sometimes with the heart to get, get that real feistiness, I'm, I'm going to hold on to the word, I'm going to bear fruit. It's good to praise God, to get that kingdom attitude that is good so that allows your heart to, to receive the goodness of God. Amen. So we're going to praise God and finish on that.